Welcome to the Unnamed Locals podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. Uh, no, no more song. Um, that is in work, as is our new name. So if you have suggestions for what our new podcast, same as the old podcast, should be called, uh, drop that in the chat. Uh, you know, send us a note on Discord, Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram, anything but Facebook, and uh, it will be seen by somebody. Um, we have a couple things to talk about tonight. We have a couple people coming on the show to talk about it, uh, starting off with producer John Cross. John, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, okay, but, you know, without the song, like, I don't know, like, I mean, I know, but I don't, my brain doesn't click over like, oh, yeah. Uh, so there was that uh, pause when we went live where I was like, oh, yeah, there's no song. So uh, we got to get all of this worked out at, at some point. Um, <clears throat> I did see, uh, I don't know what's what's going on because I haven't uh, looked at Discord in a little bit, but uh, I saw a note in the rundown. I'm just going. I'm just moving it straight to the top of the show. Um, a note in the rundown to be nice to each other on Discord. So um, I, I just wanted to check in with you and see uh, if there's something in Discord that I missed that I need to be going back and and looking at because I missed it. Uh, yeah, we we can jump into it. I just I want to touch base with you said about the name. Uh, just to let everybody know, we. It's probably going to be a few weeks till we sort everything out. We have some some name ideas and also talked with some people over the weekend about maybe either redoing the words to the song we had before. So the person who helped make the original song or maybe come up with something original. So we, we do have some things in the works. I just wanted to get that out before I forgot. Uh, as far as the Discord, we, we had, uh, and it's, it's not general Discord. I would say it's specifically what we have labeled in Discord as the um, MLS SDFC channel. And we're in the process. There, there's going to, again, it's going to take a few weeks of transition here, right? We're getting ready for elections, but there's going to be some reformatting of our Discord channels as well to help segment some of the conversations. But we just, we had... Well, I guess we'll go back. Feelings are still raw right now, right? There's still some people that, that have strong emotions one way or another about the pivot, about MLS. And one, first, everybody should be able to share their opinions. I think it's great that people are sharing different opinions. We we need to have these conversations to you figure know, out. You know, I'm gonna going to stop you right there. I think people wait, have too on, many hold opinions. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. In general, on. there's just too many opinion having hold on. going on. We shouldn't... Let's let's Hold get on. some I, let's settle on some facts. No. Too much opinion. Okay. I, I want to finish what I was saying because the problem we're having is individual members attacking, personally attacking other members. And that that needs to stop. We can share different opinions. We we can talk about things, but we had some people getting personal on there because other people didn't agree with them. And you know, that's we shouldn't be attacking each other personally. Yeah, right? and that's I wanted to make sure I got that. That a, that was that was the bigger thing. A good way it's okay to, to have prevent different that is, opinions. Yeah, or you could just agree, because if you just agreed with them, there'd be no attacks. 
this is the uh this is like uh the argument for uh donald trump in 2024 right like well you just would have elected me we wouldn't have tried to overturn the election like this is your fault this is your fault for you know not voting for for uh, the big d donald so uh we just did a little less opinion having and a little more of just giving the loudest voices what they want uh you know we'd be in a much better place well i i don't know if we gave some of the loudest voices what they wanted we'd be dissolved right now so um <laughs> you know i i think it's good that we're having the conversations i i think you know two things one everybody just understand people are in a in different places people are in the grieving process in different places and you know some people may decide which we've had some people do that the the locals aren't for them anymore and uh and i think that was part of it what had we we lost some members in discord not necessarily as locals but we lost some members in discord and and part of it was was the discussion and what was happening and and in the future, I think you will see a segmenting of some of these channels, especially separating MLS talk from STFC. So there can be productive conversations about where we're going and what we're trying to do with STFC and separate that from issues and gripes that some people have about Major League Soccer <clears throat> as a league oh, and an You know entity. what? I've really turned the page on this because, like... USL is like the little league that could like, they're like this underdog league. And so we didn't really get a good chance to like really bitch about USL, like maybe as much as would be fun for a lot of people, because listen, it's more fun when things are bad. I'm, I mean, when things are good, yeah, it's good. But like when things are bad, you can really, you can really get into stuff. So, you know, with the USL, we never really got to explore that side of fandom. And now uh, being in arguably the, one of the worst professional first division professional soccer leagues in the world, uh, we're going to have so many new opportunities uh, to complain, to point out, uh, uh, you know, hypocrisy in leadership, to point out the toxic nature of this business model. You know, it just opens like a whole new door of fandom for so many of us. So I really think it's a positive thing to have uh, a bad league now. Uh, it's it's going to really let us explore, you know, parts of fandom that maybe we haven't been able to explore previously with USL because you know, nobody wants to to step on the the feisty underdog, and now now we've got the big bad to go at, so it's it's going to be great. Okay, and then we'll create a special channel for those people who want to have those conversations to segment them, as we said, away from others. So this is my new positivity. Muting that. This is my new positivity. Really? I'm trying to be. <laughs> Listen, there's a positive way to look at literally anything, no matter how how bad it is. So uh, that's my new my new uh, my new angle here. All in on SDFC. All in on hating MLS, and these two things. Like this is like one of the interesting things about MLS fandom, right? Is like you have these passionate fans like, you know, uh, Portland Timbers and, 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 you know, LAFC you have really passionate fans and they all hate this league. It's great. It's really great because they love their teams and they hate the league. So uh, it's this interesting 
you know, dynamic where you have to hold these two things like separately in your head in order to, to, to maintain your sanity. So it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun. But I do think that is an important distinction to make is that both those things can be true. You can love your club and you can hate the league. And that does not mean that one takes place of the other, or just because you love your club, you love the league, right? There, Those two things can happen simultaneously. And I think part of the reason we are having some of the discussions we're having in Discord is we have lumped all of this conversation into one channel. So you, you get people then, you know, really talking apples and oranges and getting upset at each other. So again, in the future, we're, we're going to be rearranging the channels there in Discord so that uh, hopefully we can have more productive conversations and, and segment that. And just because you may be critical of the league or even critical of the front office, which we will be at times, I'm sure, unified as an SG where we're going to be critical of the front office. Um, but it doesn't mean just like we were with the locals, there were times where we're unified and critical of things like flipping the crest upside down, you know, on that first season. Um, but we, you can separate those two things. You can still cheer and root for the team that's on the field and still have different conversations in regard to the front office. So just things for people to keep in mind as, as we're having all of these discussions as we're trying to find our way forward. So we do have uh, a person who is chomping at the bit to weigh in on this uh, very hot topic. I think Dylan is uh, waiting in the wings if, if you can bring him on. Yes, thank you, Andrew. I uh, I was sending only slightly threatening and aggressive messages in the private chat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I think anybody who sat down and talked with me about this, and I'm just diving right in here. Hi, everybody. This is Dylan. You all know who I am. Um, I think anybody who sat down and talked with me about this knows that I have like a lot of strong feelings, but I think that I try. And one of the things I do with sport when, whether it's like refereeing decisions or like talking about this kind of stuff, I try and like cut through the emotion and like look at the facts. Right. And so while I do have many, many gripes with MLS, um, I think to your point, Andrew, we never really got to the chance where we got to put USL under that microscope, but I think the USL makes a lot of the same mistakes that the MLS does. It's just on a smaller scale, um, and they do, you know, to their credit, allow clubs more independence. Um, but anyway, that's kind of neither here nor there anymore. Um, but the point I, I just really, what I wanted to say, uh, kind of chomping at the bit, was that while I have many frustrations with MLS, I would argue that MLS at its core is a symptom of a larger problem, which is the United States Soccer Federation just wholly neglecting its responsibility since its formation in, I think, 1912 or something like that. I mean, it's been around over 100 years as a nonprofit, and I would argue it's never really done the one thing it's supposed to do as far as domestic soccer is concerned, which is institute some sort of pyramid. Um, so while I don't think that arguments against MLS are unfounded. I would encourage people that if they want to have a real world impact um, to direct their anger at the United States Soccer Federation, not to say that us being angry on Twitter or Discord or whatever is going to change anything. Um, but I think it's important to know uh, what is a symptom and what is the root cause, right? Because it's all well and good to be annoyed about the cough, but 
if it's the flu that's the problem, like dealing with the cough is just dealing with the symptom. Um, there's, and, yeah, there's so much fertile ground to till for all of my haters out there. Exactly. There's my fellow there's, haters. There's hate to go around here. It's going to be fun. I'm really, you know, uh, feeling having a lot of positive feelings about it. Um, and that's one of the reasons because um, being critical and pointing out uh, inefficiencies and, and, and you know, in incongruities is, uh, gosh, it's it's one of the best parts about being a, a sports fan. As long uh, uh, until like the rare moment that your team wins a championship, then that's the best moment. But Second to that, it's, uh, you know, complaining constantly. That's uh, you listen to sports talk radio and, you know, nobody loves to complain more than fans of teams or leagues that aren't uh, doing the right thing. So it's going to be great. Complaining is where it's at. It's all well and good to celebrate, but let's be honest. We all get back to the complaining pretty quickly. Well, cause well, one thing happens a lot more than the other thing, you know, you know exactly. Look, Usually look you're not winning championships. Look at Eagles fans. They finally got that Super Bowl they wanted, and they're angrier than anybody else. So I know that was a while ago, but still. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, John, uh, I know you have uh, a list of news items you want to hit. So um, if we want to go ahead and pivot over to what we've got to talk about tonight. Um, I know the show is uh, we're still on this weekly schedule at the moment. There's a lot of things going on with the supporters group that we're going to talk about uh, i'm not sure what's first up on deck but um uh we got elections we've got uh sdfc stuff to get to and then some stuff with some other teams around town so um i'll just toss it over to you where are we at right now okay yeah let me run through maybe about three to four minutes here of some quick news items and then uh, mm -hmm. we'll take it from there for some bigger discussions so we do have the 2024 member interest form is out that went out last Friday. If you haven't had a chance to fill it out, please do. Even if you are not intending to run for a position on leadership council or the new executive council, it is a way for us to one, clean up our membership rosters a little bit, two, give us an idea of what our core supporter numbers are going to be for 2024 so we can start doing some planning. So that is one of the things that we're doing with this interest survey. And three, of course, since we have elections coming up, it's for people who are interested in maybe putting their name in for a to be a representative on the new leadership council or to be one of the four members of the executive council. So if you haven't had a chance, please fill out the member interest form. You had a link in your email um, that went out, I believe, last Friday. Uh, and then there is a post in the announcements channel in Discord as well, if you need the links to get in there for that member interest form. Locals Rocket League team will be starting up next week. We have been promoted to Division One after winning Division Two last year. So check Discord and socials for the time and date of the first match. We don't have games to go to right now as the locals, but we do have a our supporter gaming league team playing. So maybe we can organize some online watch parties for those. In terms of local teams, Albion, we still don't know where Albion is going to be playing in 2024. Rumor is they are out of NISA, but uh, that decision has not been publicly announced one way or the other. So we don't know what's happening with them. Soccer's after splitting 
Uh, their matches this last weekend. They have a midweek game on Wednesday against Empire Strikers, and then they'll return for a home match next weekend, not this coming weekend, but next weekend. That will also be their alumni game at halftime. And then for Wave Sirens news, uh, Sirens memberships have open and Wave season tickets are available for any of our members who do both. So if you haven't signed up for your membership with Sirens or got your season tickets yet, uh, the time is now to get in there and get that done. Finally, in SDFC news, and then we'll kind of spill over from this for our bigger conversations. Uh, if you had signed up to go to the match, which since we're recording this always on Tuesdays, the match is on Wednesday. So if you RSVP'd for that match, you should have received an email tonight from Jerry Jimenez over at SDFC. They've given you all the details uh, and what you need to do to head down there. I know that Nick Duffy will be there from the locals and Steve Brokoff is going to try to make it. Um, but just as a reminder, because I've seen some chatter on Discord, that this was supposed to be a closed-door RSVP event for members. So you were supposed to fill out the form if you wanted to go. If you didn't fill out the form, please don't crash the event. Um, but if you are going, just as a reminder, make sure this is like we've had other closed-door opportunities to get in and see a team play. Make sure like no video, no pictures, or anything else so we get the opportunity to do some of these events again in the future. And then to close out with SDFC news, the Chrome Ball kickoff event was last Saturday at Novo Brazil and 18 Threads. Um, I was out there. We'll talk about that in a moment here. And the first stop on the Chrome Ball tour will be up in Oceanside on January 27th for anybody's up in North County Coastal and would like to check that out. I'm guessing we will probably have representation at every one of these that we can because it will be a recruitment effort on our part. It will, I, I find it unlikely that we're gonna organize a big thing and get everybody out to as many events as possible, but we're probably gonna have representation at uh, pretty much every one of these moving forward, every one that we can. All right, those are my quick news items. What do you want to talk about first? I want to know about <clears throat> this event because uh, I saw some pictures on social media. Um, are the uh, just give me your impression? Are, are these events drawing in new people? Because I kind of see the same folks in the pictures um, at all these events. Are 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 there new fans coming through and, and getting excited about this club? Uh, really hard to know. For me, I mean, who's a new fan and who's uh, someone maybe I just don't know, probably from another group. I, I will say this is it's I have been critical as SDFC and some of their missteps along the way here. But I went to the event they had in Linda Vista and I went to this event and these are I have to say these are things that they are doing to help get in touch with the community. And for me, um, it, it was it was kind of like being at Coronado Brewing pregame kind of thing. I saw a lot of people I knew, got to hang out. It was, it was after what has happened with the SD Loyal and not really having a team, it was really nice to be in an environment with a whole bunch of people I knew that enjoy soccer and just hang out. I, mean, I missed that. I really did not realize how much I've missed that 
And uh, I would encourage anybody who hasn't been to one of these or when it comes around into your area, just get out and check it out because it was th this community aspect of what we built as the locals is what I have missed the most. And we don't have a team that's playing at the moment, not till 2025 that we will have that, that common thread that we rally around for these kind of events. But this was this brought back a lot of memories. It was fun. I had a good time. And that's I technically was there with my soccer shorts hat on, not as a representative of the locals for the documentary I'm putting together. But um, it was a lot of fun. I really Did enjoyed you, uh, it. It was good. Pick up any chrome and azul gear? I have not, no. I, I think we'll dive into the colors here in a little bit. Um, in a second kind of continue our conversation from last week but i have not yet picked up any chrome and azul gear i also have not picked up any chrome and azul gear um i i don't know to me i still am not really over the association it gives me to the like 2018 padres uniforms that i really did not like and i did not enjoy that team um so for me i'm still kind of reconciling that uh, but I did go to the Street Flow event, um, though I have not been to any of these Golden Ball events or Silver Ball or Chrome Ball or whatever we're calling it. Third time to Disco ball. Chrome Ball. We know, we Disco know, ball. you know, it's Chrome. We know, we all know it's Chrome. It's Chrome. You're right. That's point. the primary color. Um, because it, it reflects is, all the colors. It is the color of the future, as predicted by Sponge or Squidward Tentacles in what 1999, 2000, something like that. Anyway, um, the Street Flow event was fun. I have to admit, um, it was cool seeing all the people out there. There was a lot of faces I recognized, but even more that I didn't. Um, so that was fun. I look forward to getting out to some of these events. Um, you know, it's I'm not. I'll have to like look at my schedule now that they've dropped when they'll be where, but. Um, yeah, I I appreciate the effort they're making. I've seen a lot of people um, making the point that they're getting around the county, and that's good, you know. Um, so I can really only commend that effort. Um, I think I think uh, they're they're taking some good steps, um, and we all know that there's some good people behind those steps, probably. Um, so yeah, I uh, I appreciate what they're doing here. I will say though. Um, if you are at one of these events, make sure to stay out of the focus of the reflection of the chrome ball. It gets very hot, and I am half joking, but I'm also half not joking. I saw it burn some stuff, so you've been warned. I mean, that's like a, I mean, to me, that's an enticement because you can really get up to some stuff. Uh, that's kind of what I'm getting at, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just happened to bring my newspaper. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> These army men are never going to know what hit them. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, let's talk a little bit about um, how this new club connects with the future of the locals. I know, John, you had mentioned some color discussions. Um, you know, We had a, a long conversation on the podcast last week. Um, that kind of even continued a little bit offline between you, me, and Steve. Um, and I think one of the things that I really started uh, hitting on was like the locals needs to present as an SG for STFC. You know, the the green and orange uh, 
color scheme and the logos and all of our social media and, and all of our art. Um, it just doesn't like, I know we want to keep our colors and respect that like history and everything, but like, it, it doesn't reflect where we're going. Right. Like you can't, you can't like respect the past. If you never leave the past, you, you have to leave it in order to, to honor it later. Right. Um, have you seen any mock? Do we have any, uh, any mock-ups of alt colored locals logos or anything? Yet? Have you seen anything? I did see one thing very early on when the SDFC crest was first released because um, they have that kind of multicolor outline sort of thing to the circle or whatever it is. Um, and I saw somebody put that outline multicolor on the locals logo or something like that. And I thought that looks kind of good on, on the bum head. The bum head, that's just, what it was. Just the bum head. The circle, yeah. which honestly, it looked great. Um, but I will say, as somebody who was a very early and strong proponent of keeping our colors as they are, um, I think that we shouldn't get rid of the Tory green and orange, meaning we should keep them incorporated in some way, shape, or form. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't incorporate the new colors, if that makes any sense. So, like the orange and green can be an accent or something, or, you know, in addition to the chrome and azul. Um, but I, I acknowledge the need to bring in the present or future, if you will. But um, I really wouldn't like to see those colors completely gone either, because I think one of the things that's going to define the ethos of this supporters group going forwards uh, is its connection to the past, right? Like regardless of the changes that, happen to the structure or the membership or the logos or whatever the game day experience um i think the connection that we have like as a group the like communal knowledge and experience uh is kind of one of the things that will set us apart so i think it's important to to kind of keep both of those aspects sure but when i look at the locals logo i don't think about sdfc like i look at this logo and i don't think about a supporter group for this club which yes we are now right like right that's yes. kind of like the very on the simplest surface level that's that's kind of where i'm at because uh you know if we're going to be we're about to have elections we're trying to get people excited about taking this sg in this new direction we need people that are excited about that direction to uh, throw their hat in the ring for this the new leadership um we are going to be present at these SDFC events, trying to avail ourselves to interested potential new members. There are several options. If you want to join an SDFC supporter group, there are several options right now. Um, and if you are looking to join an SDFC supporter group, you're probably not going to pick the group that looks like it's still supporting the, the team that isn't here anymore. You know, like I, I just, for like, looking toward the future like is kind of where i'm at with you know the colors and the 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 logos and the the whole aesthetic of of the sg and i'm i'm probably in a slightly different place than both of you i i have evolved to thinking i don't see why we just don't adopt all colors i mean we, we have this that we've done, right? We do these things for causes. We, we've made a Padres-inspired shield with Bum. I don't know why we can't do, you know, still have our old stuff that we use for some things 
and have our SDFC inspired things for people okay, who what what thing would would it would Tory green and orange what what thing would these colors be relevant to right now other than like uh remember the loyal night or something well i guess <laughs> let me flip it back the other way is that is SDFC the only thing that the locals are about because that was a huge part of our survey from our members is to be more than just that so that, I mean, that is gets down to a fundamental question is that the only thing we are is a supporter group for sdfc well before we can be anything more we have to be it, established a as a supporter focus, group for sdfc but is right it, but is it the and only i think that's thing? one of the things that I, leads to some of the mission creep and the confusion like what is this group about or like are we supporting this club all clubs are we supporting the the idea of soccer like in the ether like it's it's very difficult without like a focus with it with loyal it was very easy because there was no question like we were about the club first like it it, it was in everything it was in the dna right but right now because we're in this space you know a sociologist might call it enemy right this state of change where people are uncomfortable with the change that's happening um it makes it very difficult to go from what was to what is going to be <laughs> because what is in the middle is so unclear and, and confusing i think um a well, really and... good example of where to look sorry john i don't mean to cut you off and i do actually have up the modified bum head logo here if you want to pull that up um, I'm not sure if I'm able to do that. Oh, I, I see it. But um, I think a really good example to look back at, and everybody can look or watch back the video if they like, because it was an episode of Kicking It With The Locals, um, is our talk with, I want to say Cameron from Gorilla FC, but I'm sorry if I'm totally getting his name wrong. Yeah. Um, but, but that was a really important, or what I'm getting at in that discussion, among the many important things that we're talking about there, was kind of their reconciling the fact that they have a solid identity of who they are and granted it's not necessarily who the locals are but they have who they are and then they are also a sounders supporters group and i'm not proposing that the locals kind of define ourselves politically necessarily the way that gorilla fc has but what i am saying is that i think we have to shift our mindset of what the locals is because for loyal the locals and the chavos and the rainbow loyal to an extent, were like the the big supporters groups. But the locals really drove a lot of what happened. I know the Chavos were big on the drum line and the cheers, and I don't mean to discredit them, but you know, the locals were a big part of the numbers that made up the supporter section. That is not going to be the case for San Diego FC. We could gain well, not at this rate. Well, we could get, but that's what I'm that's what I mean. We could we could triple our membership and we still wouldn't even make up like a third of that supporter section. You know, so what I'm saying is like we have to kind of turn our focus from being the supporters group of loyal to being the locals, a supporters group who stands by the pillars that we are working on defining and have defined thus far. That is also an SDFC supporters group. So it, I think it's just yeah, that, that doesn't might seem fit like on a sticker, though. We, it, it's got to be. Well, and I'm not proposing that... you put that on a sticker, but I'm <laughs> saying that like 
we have to it, it's a fine distinction but we have to make we have to find a way to to move in that direction because if we try to just recreate what we did with loyal as an SDFC supporters group it's not going to work why because we're not the we're not the big dog in the room like no pun intended with what's on the screen why? but we're, why? we're not because we're not the biggest supporters group already Who's the like biggest supporters group? Well, I don't know about in terms of sheer numbers, but I can tell you we're not the ones throwing weight around in these meetings right now. Why? Why? I don't know because we haven't been, but we aren't. So I'm just saying why? it's any <laughs> why, John? That's a great question. No, I no, I, I would say that we haven't right now because we have to get our stuff in order first. I mean right. We right. got to get through these elections, and this is the well, yeah, the, the vitally important piece of people who really want to help shape what the locals are in 2024. I hope they get involved, either run for a position on leadership council or executive council, or get involved with any of the other day-to-day -day operations, because it is really hard right now to make those decisions when you have a bunch of people who are leaving, and it would be unfair to make some of those decisions. And the next group the next leadership group then inherits some decisions made in the last couple of weeks of this term we'll call it the the lame and, duck session of the uh right. Congress. I, I mean that's that is where we are a little bit we we are we are a little bit at that mercy there are some things we can do and we can plan for but we will be able to hit the ground running much more efficiently and start making some very significant and serious decisions once this new leadership team is in place because now we have people who are ready to move forward. And and we're not there right now. And other groups are. So, I mean, Dylan's right. There's other groups that are kind of throwing their weight around as to what the supporter section should look like. And we are starting to get into those conversations, but it's hard to have some of those conversations till we know what our leadership structure is. So I, I feel, I, I hear everything that Andrew's saying, and I feel as soon as we get a new leadership team in place, a lot of those things will start happening more quickly, right? Because because they can. We're we're kind of yeah. in a little bit of a holding pattern until we get our leadership stuff straightened out. And the last thing I want to say too is that, and I don't think I phrased this well earlier, but if we as the locals were to like boycott or whatever to use an extreme example but none of the other supporters groups had our backs on whatever it is we decided to boycott over or make a protest over it's not going to have the same effect that it did for loyal because we're not the only or not the biggest voice in the room and that's kind of what i'm getting at is that we have to learn to operate in that space where we're a supporters group that whatever weight we have it's not the only weight throwing around Anyway, sorry, I just wanted to wrap that up. Well, yeah, and I mean, the way that we we're talking with Steve about this umbrella group that's going to have to exist, um, it's probably going to be um, that umbrella group doing those kinds of decisions with some kind of council of representatives from all of these groups, right? So, like, it's not going to be unilateral anymore, or it's not just going to be like Steve and Kevin right. just agreeing on something right. uh, ahead of the game or, or anything like that. It's going to have to be, you know, 
everybody deciding to do something because none of us can take a stand by ourselves. We all have to do it. Exactly. Together. It's got to be like a supporters union. And that's why these early events are so important is like creating that uh, working relationship between the supporters groups. I know we had some really good conversation with the Riptides already. We obviously already have the relationship with Chavos. Um, but it's important to keep those relationships good because like you said, Andrew, you know, united, we have a voice, but if we're all going in different directions, it's, uh, it's going to be hard to get anything done. So I'm, I'm very excited to see, um, a, a version of our beloved bum locals shield in Chrome and Azul. I, I haven't seen that yet. Um, I mean, I am looking forward to seeing it and really feeling like we're, we're moving forward and not mired in the past. So, um, can't wait for these elections. I hope I, I'm not running for anything. I like, I value my independence as a, a podcast host and agent provocateur in the discord. Uh, so I, <laughs> I have a lot of strong opinions, but um, I am not going to be in any position to act upon them. So please, if you are, you know, willing to, and if you're excited about where this thing is going, we, we need, we need you. Um, in that on that council if you don't mind microsoft paint quality i can get you a chrome and azul bum logo <laughs> by the end of the night <laughs> so um speaking of elections i know that it's in the email but let's just hit it on on the podcast as well john while we're all still here um we have a beginning date we have an end date uh what's the electoral process going to look like are we just going to are we doing ranked choice voting? Um, is it just you get X number of votes? I know we touched on it last week, but let's hit it again just uh, just so that we're clear. Right. So the first step is this member interest form that's out, right? So it serves kind of a double purpose of not only collecting information from people and helping us figure out who is interested in being part of our core membership moving forward, but it also serves for the people who are interested in running for a position on leadership council or the executive council. That form will close by the end of the day this Friday coming up on, what is that, the 19th? Um, on this Friday. As Soon as that closes and we have time to collate the information, we're gonna create candidate profiles for everybody who's interested in running for a spot on the leadership council. They will be up on the locals website. So in the members only area, so people can go in there and log in and see it. Oh man, so, I can't remember my password. Man. Well, so yeah, long. this this is another thing. So <laughs> the the election, the ballot will actually be in that members only area. So I'd recommend to everyone, just like we told you to do before loyal matches, is make sure you you can log into your AXS account. Make sure you can log into the member area of the locals website well ahead of time so that we can work out any issues that may happen so you don't miss out on voting. But as soon as like those will be up for a few days and then the ballots will open on Thursday, January 25th, and then it will close at the end of the day on Wednesday, January 31st. That'll give us a couple of days to collate the information. Uh, winners, hopefully, should be posted by Friday. Um, and then we have our annual general meeting on Saturday, February 3rd, which looks like right now it's likely to be an in-person event, still location and time and everything to be determined, 
but all that information should also be out publicly by this Friday, right? So time, location, everything else should be uh, published for our members so that they know when that's going to be. Um, and that's your overview of how the elections are going to run. And members are just voting for people on the leadership council. And there are 15 positions open right now. So let me ask this, John, because I know, and I think Dylan, you're, you're in Congress too, right? You're, you've been in these. I am. Yes. Well. Correct. Yes. So like what, um, so say uh, I'm a person hearing this or whatever, and I'm thinking of running, but I'm like, um, you know what? I'm really fucking lazy. Like, do I really want to like do things? What is going to be asked of these folks day one? Like, what's the first thing that, what's the first order of business um, when this new uh, Duma is seated uh, after the election. <laughs> well, Andrew, I actually think without tooting my own horn here, I'm the perfect person to answer this question because Excellent. I am involved and I want to be involved, but I am also a lazy piece of shit. So perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I, I am actually running or I plan to run. I don't, I think I formally am running. I'm not sure yet, but um, but I am not intending to be on the executive council. I'm not intending to hold office um, because, again, lazy piece of shit. Uh, but if you are just wanting to be on leadership council, what will be expected of you day one is to make sure you are aware of the new leadership structure and the pillars, stuff like that, mission statement, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but beyond that, there isn't going to be a whole lot of you asked day one. But what will be asked of you is that you regularly attend the council meetings um, because you kind of have to if you plan to run and be elected. Uh, and, and the other thing I would say is try and attend as many events as you can. But if you're running council, I'm going to assume that's something you're already looking to do because you're probably an invested individual. Um, so, yeah, you uh, obviously there's more that goes into it than that. This is kind of a broad strokes overview. And, John, feel free to chime in and tell me anything I'm missing. But... I guess what I'm trying to say here is as somebody who likes to procrastinate and is pretty lazy, there's room to be involved and be involved in a decision-making capacity, but also still be lazy. So there is a comment in the, in the chat um, about needing a new mission statement. Do the locals need a new mission mission statement? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think it mentions SD oil in there as part of it, if I remember correctly. But there, there's a revamping that needs to be done of the website as well. So there, there are a lot of changes that need to happen. And there are- Like cosmetic changes, I, I think is kind of what you're talking well, about, right? I mean- Or are there like functionality to... issues with the website? Like No, no, I, more cosmetic changes, not, not functionality issues. Um, but yes, we, we need to make it appropriate for where we're going to be heading in 2024 and beyond. Um, but like we said, and we've been saying for months now, this this is a huge undertaking that this big transition that we're doing. And we have tried to take a, a longer term approach to look at the things that need to be done now to make sure we get things in place. And, and one of those, as we said a little earlier, is it, we have to get the elections and we have to get the new leadership team seated. So those decisions can start being made moving forward. As much as I would love to have all the website as someone who's done websites before, all up and, and ready exactly 
like especially for anybody we're trying to recruit it's just it, it's not going to happen yet it's going to take yeah. us a couple of weeks to to sit some people and sort through that um i i know some other people have i've already mocked up some ideas for changes it's just we we have a lot to do and certain things need to happen before other things can happen so let me let me ask this so today's the 16th um i think polling is opening next week is the, is the plan right um uh, is... next week on thursday yeah okay um i wonder if there's a way or if there's any interest in uh bringing candidates on the stream next week and maybe talking to some people um in a limited capacity because uh, you know you had it's a dozen seats right 15 15, uh, up to 15 yeah so um i mean we, maybe we can only hold 10 at most on our podcast so we will well, have to look at i am not opposed to that, folks through, we, need, we can we, yeah. we did that you know on, on other podcasts we've done that before maybe we can we can uh, invite folks on if they want to you don't have to come on yeah but, i mean I, a lot of people people know who who they are already but like um I i'd say love this, to talk to some folks i say this as a prospective candidate and somebody who loves the sound of my own voice i would love to come on and pitch my case oh you've already you've been stumping i didn't realize that this was a campaign stop for you i'm probably already overdoing it at this point <laughs> when you made the sales stop selling right <laughs> uh yeah so it'd be it'd be great um, i know we won't, wouldn't have a lot of time to get into all kinds of i mean depending on how many if it's only a couple of candidates that are interested we'll talk to y'all for the whole show but um if, if we get a lot of people interested in doing that um uh, I'll put put put, the, put you to the screws and and ask the ask the tough questions uh, that need to be asked of uh, any political figure. <laughs> I, I'd also and like I to remind people that it doesn't have to be the big, you know, identified positions like leadership council or executive council. If you haven't had a chance to look at the org chart, there's there's tons of areas of opportunity to help that are a bit more low pressure and maybe 10 to 30 minutes a week for helping out, you know, not a huge time commitment, but things that would certainly help out uh, the entire organization. If we had lots of people picking up just little jobs like that along the way. So there, there's tons of opportunities where you're going to be able to help out moving forward. And to well, offer an anecdote, sorry, Andrew, I don't go, mean, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I just to offer an anecdotal experience on that topic, John, um, of just the little jobs. That's how I really got my start getting involved with this, this supporters group. And I mean, look at me now. I, you know, I can't stay away. I, you know, I had a free Saturday where my friends were all busy and I had nothing to do. And I went and helped out with a TiVo painting. And next thing I knew, I was putting together song sheets and getting there for setup and now I'm here doing podcasts and it's, uh, you know, I guess my point being, you can get involved to whatever degree you want. If all you want to do is show up and help with painting sometime or, you know, if whatever it is, whatever little thing you like to do, we are happy to help or have the help from anybody. This is all volunteer work. Um, if there's something you want to do and that's all you want to do, that's better than, you know, that's better than nothing. We'll take it. Excellent. All right. Well, um, I've got a lot to look forward to. Uh, a big week up ahead. Uh, John, is there anything that we didn't hit that we need to hit before we get out of here? No, the only thing we were I had on there was maybe talk a little bit about um, membership 
benefits and dues, but oh, we do we have do we that. have info? Well, we we don't have anything concrete. Oh. It was more just to kind of explore <clears throat> some ideas of what people thought. So we we've already gone a little bit long. We can hold okay. off on that. We, uh, well, it's a, a Chrome and Azul time. scarf. That's what that's what we need. That, the, that's what the you Chrome want. and Azul membership scarf. Uh, given the care and creativity that the uh, first batch of local scarves received. Um, my favorite was the Balboa Park design. It's my favorite scarf pretty much ever. Um, I, I, I'm very excited to see a uh, an SDFC-focused version of something uh, as intentional and thoughtful as, as that one. I'm really excited to see what, what we have uh, in store, so... Just throwing some ideas out there. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks everybody for uh, tuning into the stream. If you're if you're here and for your comments, um, it really helps us uh, know what y'all want to hear us talk about. Um, so if you have questions, if you have suggestions for what we should name the pod, we could call it the uh, Unnamed Locals Podcast as a tribute honoring the past <laughs> um, to another uh, famous soccer podcast. Uh, which I actually don't want to do a um, little bit of a little bit of a cop out there, but um, you know, especially if it's the second time that it's done. So uh, show idea, show name ideas, um, hit us up, put it in the discord. And um, yeah, um, if you are one of the people considering running or you are running, uh, let us know. Uh, it's in discord, hit John, message John, message me. And we'll bring you on the show next Tuesday and uh, we'll talk about what you want uh, to see this year from the locals and, and how you want to help us get there. So uh, thanks, Dylan and, and John. So um, any any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, yeah, I have three things uh, in descending order of quickness. The first one for a new podcast name, um, I did uh see somebody on the discord i want to say it was sean um loyal sean on the yeah, discord post either yeah okay it was sean either locals uh loud and proud or loud and proud the locals something like that i thought that was a really good idea especially in the context of the proud not loud thing in the fcfc release um so anyway that's got my vote uh the How second about the thing, proud and loud pod really simple yeah something up that kind of something up that alley um, the second thing was that uh, here's a little treat for you all who have stuck around this far. Um, this is not confirmed yet, but we're probably leaning towards fair play for the AGM on February 3rd. Um, our president, Steve Brockhoff, gave me permission to say that's where we're leaning. Also uh, in nothing... the chat. Shout out. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. Steve, thank you. Appreciate that because I'm pretty excited. Nothing's confirmed. We're still working on a time, um, but we've got a good connection there at fair play. So we're hoping they will work with us. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say is a plug for uh, something I plugged a long time ago, but now I'm going to plug it because I'm actually working on it now. Um, for Bum TV this year, uh, I have planned um, a show or podcast or whatever you want to call it about kind of the history of soccer and soccer tactics. Um, it'll be probably about five to eight episodes. I haven't really nailed down the length of the series yet. Um, but I'm finishing up my outline for episode one, which will cover probably about the origins of the game and the football association in England around 1860s to about the 1920s, which is when the offside law became what it is 
more or less what it is today. Um, so, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that episode one. I'm uh, working with some people. I've reached out to a few folks who are going to help me out, hoping to get that done by the end of January. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, it'll be Bum TV or uh, Bum's Breakdown, kind of reincarnate, sort of, not really. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. And the only thing I would add to that, I mean, Dylan mentioned how he did a lot of things and eventually got involved helping with podcasts. If anybody would like to help out with Bum TV or have ideas for shows, that's how Dylan got started last year as they they had an idea for a tactic show, he and Max. So um, hit me up if you have any ideas. We, we're going to be needing and wanting a lot of help. We have a ton of ideas that we'd like to do that we haven't had the opportunity to do yet until we get a few more people involved. So uh, if you're interested in helping on that creative side, let me know and, and I'll, all it takes, I'll share that with you. All it takes is, is, is the will, uh, you know, I, I listened to the podcast and I was tired of listening to people talk who didn't have microphones <laughs> and sounded terrible. So I was like, you know what? Why don't you just let me host every episode, John? <laughs> And here we are. <laughs> That's not too far off from the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, we are going to strive to always improve and always have a, a great professional sounding show for y'all. So um, more to come. Hit us up if you want to be on the show. I'd love to have uh, a bunch of candidates come through uh, and just do a rapid fire. I think it'd be a lot of fun uh, to do it. And I'm not going to put the screws to you. That's a joke. You know, it'll be just, it'll be fun. All right. So until next week, bye. All right. Bye.